Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am once again joined by Jared Speed, the founder of both Limitless Float and Muscle Ape. So obviously this is part two of our chat, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I really implore you to go back and listen to that. It was a really, really fun chat, and we specifically talk about Limitless Float in a lot more detail, explaining how the float tanks work, why floating's good for you, all those sorts of things as well. And I have personally done it, so I can attest to that. I can agree. That's one of the reasons I reached out to Jared and things. That's why we started talking, because it was it was such a cool experience. But in this part, it basically similar-ish general conversation about health and lifestyle and things, but we speak about a few more variety of subjects here. Uh, We speak about being overweight in our respective youths, food and lifestyle, coffee comes up, the gym community, customer service, the stigma of being wrong, discussing ideas, political discourse, and then right at the end, Jared talks about his Guinness World Record attempt, uh, which is all very exciting, and I'm going to be having him on the show again probably next year to have almost a whole episode starting with the discussion about the world record attempt so all in good fun it i can't wait for you guys to listen to the rest of this episode please make sure you send jared speed all the love you can on social media and whatnot uh, and check out the websites and things especially if you are based in hampshire slash southampton because limitless float was amazing in addition to the two website links for Muscle Ape and Limitless Float in the description, there's also a link for Lynn's Design House, which Jared spoke about in part one. And then also there's this website that he uses for looking up nutritional studies and things like that, you know, old wives' tales, that sort of thing. It's called examine.com, and I've put it in the description, so you can check that out too. There's no promo today, but one last thing I'll say before the chat sort of gets started is that in this episode, if you remember from the previous part, that there was like the dog snoring you could hear on the very rare occasions, I think. In this part, there's after five ten minutes of us talking the dog one of them barks or something or walks across the floor and you can hear like the tipper tapper of its uh, claws and things that happens once or twice in the podcast i do cut the majority of it out but the conversation would sound really weird and disjointed if i didn't include it in to some degree because obviously the conversation stops at a point and then kind of picks up at the same place uh, so just to warn you if anyone is a massive audiophile and cannot deal with the very very quiet sound of a dog snoring occasionally but for anyone who isn't like specifically really anal about that sort of thing you can hear it in in the background a little bit the sort of snoring occasionally uh and also the tipper tapper things you do get i do edit them out make them a lot quieter and whatnot so that's basically what you could expect uh from this episode as well as the great conversations occasional dog interactions which was so much fun with recording as well because obviously i was in jarrah's home but yeah i wanted to confirm that to you guys before you listened Anyway, that's about it from me, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to check me out on social media, at Genuine Chit Chat. Review, subscribe, share with your friends, do all that usual stuff. And if this is your first time, don't forget that when the chat with Jared finishes, I will be back at the end to give an insight into what's coming over the next few weeks, what is on my other podcast, Styles, Comics, and Canon, as well as some of the other guesting things I've done as well, which are all included in the show notes and things. But at the end, I like to talk about all the other things I've been involved with. So make sure you stick out for that too. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoy the chat. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. When I see footballers, like you see like Messi and when you used to watch Beckham and mm. Ronaldo, all these people, like in World Cups, when you're seeing the best of the best, I can appreciate the skill the game like itself because again I've got no stake in it I can't play it yeah it's not for me I'm not interested in football don't worry you're not offending a a football fan oh good I'm not I'm not I'm not much of a sports fan but not I'm against any of the sports in any way I I appreciate all of them and I get why people watch them it's just never been anything that's really grabbed me Um, my dad used to 
uh, love Speedway, um, which is motorbikes racing. That's what my dad used to do, Speedway. Really? really? Yeah. That's really weird. Very few people I even meet have even heard of Speedway, let alone... Oh, yeah. Just, li- literally, this, it's essentially drifting yeah, it, around it, a mud track. Yeah, it's dirt bikes with no brakes uh, yeah. going around basically an oval uh, quite fast. Yeah. And yeah, three or four laps and that's it. And it, well, I used to... My dad loved it and my older brother, he, he loved it. And then me, I... I was never that into it. So I, I used to go occasionally um, to my dad. My dad used to support Paul Pirates. Um, yeah. And my dad passed away when I was 19. Uh, he oh, passed away from, it's all right. It's, um, I talk about it quite a lot on the podcast. I had a podcast with my brother, The Love Speedway, uh, on Father's Day two years ago, I think. And we spoke about it quite openly and things. So it's one of those things where I've said it to people before and it, it doesn't upset me talking about it because this was seven years ago now. Um, but... Him passing away was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it's the best thing that ever happened to my character. Because, and, and the reason I say that is because from, I mean, I, my dad got ill when I was in college. So I was 17, 16, 17-ish when he got ill. Uh, and then he passed away when I was 19. And up until that point, I was very overweight. I was, uh, yeah, I was very overweight. I mean, my nickname in primary school, no, secondary school rather, um, which my friends love to remind me of, uh, was Booby Boy Burton. Because oh, I had man you boobs. Too. Well, yeah, me too. Well, tits was mine. <laughs> my friends would like the alliterations and things, but yeah. So I had that because, and you know, my parents, it was not they wouldn't say no. It's just that they, they would go to bed and I'd sneak downstairs and eat out the biscuit tin. And it was yeah. just, and they would try with sports, but I'd, I'd love badminton and I love dodgeball, but that's just basically terrible for your knees and not, not great necessarily for fitness. And it took for him to kind of get ill uh, and then pass away. He was 63 three when he passed away um and he he was not he wasn't unhealthy necessarily but he definitely wasn't healthy you know he had a bit of the belly uh and he would do the exercise bike very rarely he smoked until uh god he was 50 or so and he drank a fair amount but he wasn't an alcoholic or anything but he'd like a glass of wine every night that sort of thing and once he passed away my mum she's now she was 10 years younger than him so she's now almost passing him in age and she's fit as a fiddle. She's always yeah. gone to the gym. She's always been conscious of dieting. And she is, she looks, you know, 10 years younger than she actually is. And she's completely fine. And so, and she's you know, married to someone else. My stepdad's great. So that's all good. And it's like that thing that happened to me made me change kind of, I was like, okay, it's quite obvious. And then my, my uncle passed away as well from a heart thing, like a year later, just suddenly, which is horrendous oh, as well. God. Yeah. I'm so um, sorry. It's all right. Things happen. Um, but it's like, from that horrible thing happening, it made me kind of look at my life and go, maybe I could eat a few less biscuits. Maybe I could. And I yeah. started going to the gym more and more frequently. And I started going with a mate of mine. Um, and we used to go more and more. And the more I got into it, the more I got out of it. Yeah. And it was one of those weird things where the fitter I got, the generally the happier I was. And I was never depressed. I never had any uh, issues with mental illness. So I was never a sad child. Um, but I just found it was a weird thing with physical exercise and doing more and more things. It, it is a weird level. It's, it's hard to describe to people who aren't very active, but the level of satisfaction from doing a lot of exercise or going to the gym and doing lots of weights and things like that, you you do get a strange high from it. It's the serotonin and things like that, like the yeah. good chemicals and stuff. But so with me doing that from it, not doing it for so long and then suddenly doing it, and now I, you know, with lockdown, me and uh, my girlfriend we went on runs and stuff. Now she's she's a bigger girl. And she's now trying to lose weight in things, which yeah. is really cool. But I'm quite happy that I was a bigger guy and became thinner and I'm the way I am now. So I've kind of 
it's almost a sense of douchey thing to say, but I'm glad I was fat and I'm now not because I understand how hard it can be in a sense to, to lose that weight. Yeah. And so I'm more supportive of her doing it. <laughs> oh. There's a ghost. <laughs> Sorry about that. My dog's suddenly. So you're very much into that world. So I'm interested to see your thoughts on it. I don't know what. I think it, it's really strange because it's the more I've actually trained people. So at the minute, I'm about 136 kilos. So it's, I'm roughly about 21 stone. You're basically double me. But no one can see you, but your arms are like double the width of my arms. So I could see that. Well, it's, it's sort of, I've never been small anyway. And yeah. it's, it's so, it's like I was, again, I think, I had that turning point. It must have been like the summer of year nine at school. So being mm. about 14, going on to be 15. And I just suddenly turned from like a chubby kid to like, I mean, when I was 15, I was about six foot. I hadn't really grown much since I was 15 <laughs> apart from out. But um, yeah, I was probably about 15 stone and six foot when I was about 15, 16 and just become, I don't know, quite fit yeah. and healthy and didn't, and training loads and but the diet was awful mm. and that's something I've never been able to shake and the I, I love my food I, I, mean, I, could quite, I, I mean I mean I like my drink as well like mm. I started getting into whiskey in my old old middle age nice. <laughs> but um I could, I could quite happily not have any of those things like drink uh never smoked um like the occasional cigar but like um never Never, like, I've, ne- I've never been into drugs or anything like that, but mm. it's food is something I can never really would be that person would want that could take that out. There's mm. some people that obviously, could, oh no, I could never live without smoking another cigarette. You know, I'd have to have that, and and would quite happily live on bland food or you know yeah. whatever. But I, this food for me, I just it's a social thing. Mm-hmm. I love cooking. I'm a massive feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I love feeding. You come round here if, if I'm cooking food. Like I love. Like I've got a like a little kitchen that I've made myself at the end of the garden. I mm. want to get a nice Traeger grill up there. Oh. But I've got a cabinet smoking out. I've got a barbecue I'm built. There's like a pizza oven that I'm finishing. Nice. And I love doing social cooking. I love people around for food. Yeah. But that is, I think. For all the fitness fads that are out there, if you can't get the calories in, calories out right, and get your macros right, which is your protein, carbs, fat, bang on. Especially, especially if someone's trying to lose weight. If you if you kid yourself into thinking that you're going to out train your bad diet, mm-hmm. well, I've got bad news. Yes, no, it doesn't matter how much <laughs> the, how much you pay the PT, how much you go to the gym. It is it's all to do with diet, and you don't have to particularly eat lettuce for every meal, but you can, and you can have your bad, your, not not your cheat days, but you just, you just got to learn to really rein it in and putting on weight is literally just eating excess calories continually. Yeah. You don't get, if you have the odd takeaway or you have that bar of chocolate, you're not going to suddenly balloon up. But if you do it every day, if you're having chocolate every day, if you're, if you're drinking Coke, like it's water, if it's all these things, that unfortunately just leads to either maintaining a, a heavy weight or sorry, they've, they've come back in now. The tap dancing dog yours. <laughs> Couldn't be worse for a podcast, could it? Having dogs oh, with them. They've been very quiet. I mean, it's it's been it's still it's a lot of fun it's flavor text no I, I totally get what you're saying because like with me I used to when I first moved away from home when I was like uh, 20 I moved in with two of my mates 
and they didn't they're skinny bastards so you know there's they're one of them's six foot five reese and he's really skinny and my other mate's callum he's six foot and he's really really skinny i mean i could probably pick them both up with my arms like i but they are they've always been skinny but they eat crap not so much now they're better but me i used to eat loads of crap uh, whenever I was, uh, you know, I'd eat pot noodles and, you know, microwave Russell's burgers and Pop-Tarts and all, any crap you could think of with very little vegetables because I, I don't like veg or fruit. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, okay, doesn't matter how much I don't like it. You put it in with other stuff and my girlfriend is a phenomenal cook. I'm not much of a cook. I love barbecuing. Mm. Breakfast food and barbecuing, that's what I can do. <laughs> that's uh, that's more, almost my limit, but she is a phenomenal cook and she manages to make vegetables and other things interesting and I've got a lot more into broccoli and spinach and a lot of the, the good leafy greens. But I found that there was such a change. There's been like two main diet changes in my life and one was when I was about 21, 22 or so. Um, I was with someone who she ate really, really badly and then I ate really, really badly and drinking lots and all, you know. Uh, and then we split. I broke up with her and then we, me and the guys end up moving somewhere else. And then... From there, I was like, I'm going to be more healthy. I'm going to try myself and be more healthy. And it was still a lot of oven cooked food, but I was, I was cutting out a lot of the crap. And that was, that I could feel the difference there to a degree. And then since being with Megan and her cooking and us living together for the last year and a half, and she's a fantastic cook, and where she's trying so hard to lose weight, I'm trying to be supportive so I don't eat as much rubbish. You really, it's like, um, she's, Megan since lockdown has lost over a stone. And I've, yeah, because we've gone running every day. We had yeah. like 5K on one of my lunch breaks. So she's she's really, she's been really, really good with it. And she's been slimming world and she's really, really on it with everything. And I'm very, very, very proud of her. Um, but from her, it was the start of this year. She's, I think she's lost, in the last year and a half, I think she lost about three stone. Or maybe the last year, she lost about three stone. But she's done it incredibly well. Nice. And That's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and she's done it slowly and steadily. And she's done those uh, at the gym. There's those um, machines you stand on. It tells you how much muscle you've got and water retention and fat. Yeah. And you can see that what's happening is she's not necessarily losing his weight as quickly as she would want to in certain ways. But she's seeing that the muscle's going up and the fat's going down. Obviously, that's better for you. So from that dietary change being with her as well, you, you feel less... So sluggish. It's it's a weird thing. Even without certain weeks, if we go without exercise or go on holiday or anything, she's so much more conscious about those things. I found that a diet is it's a weirdly underrated thing for just the way you feel. And I, I'm a massive foodie. I, I yeah, I love <laughs> far too much food. But it's almost in a weird way. Once you moderate food, the the bad food tastes better, so you don't need as much. That's yeah. why I used to just eat crap all the time. I have a pot noodle like almost every day. When you have a takeaway, it's like, well, this is just the same crap I'm already eating. But when you eat healthily and you're good, and then, you know, once every, like me and Megan have one takeaway a month. That's our thing. Yeah. And it can be whatever we want. And, you know, last month it was, we were traveling a little bit. So we're in Blackpool. So we had like a nice big fish and chips. And that, it, when you have that in moderation, it makes you feel better from the good, but the, the bad in air quotes. It, it does something almost mentally where it satisfies something to such a massive degree, I found. Yeah, no, I think if you try abstinence, that... No. That's never, <laughs> no. You know, prohibition never works in anything. No, definitely not. But if you sort of start saying, you know, that's it, I'm never going to have... Well, you've, you're setting yourself up to fail because if you enjoy it, it's just going to be tempting. It's going to creep in somehow. But, I mean, it just depends how much you want it because the discipline comes from the goal and if if you're sort of like well i just want to lose a bit of weight yeah you're not really serious about it but for some people 
like, like I said for you, it was an awakening of, well, if I continue down that path, then that could be me. Yeah, exactly. That's 100% and what I thought. So there's, there's something in your mind there where you actively want to, you know, it, it's a seed in your head that's obviously yeah. taken root. But it's like, like a switch almost it was, yeah. But that, I think, again, it's just, I think most people do kid themselves into thinking that, you know, well, if I just do, if I just go for that extra, if I get my 10,000 steps in a day and so, well, no, actually you should just be doing them anyway. You should be active. We're, we're meant to be active. Mm-hmm. You know, like humans are not meant to be sat at a desk for 10 hours eating a four pack of whispers you got in the Tesco's, <laughs> you know, it's, and so just moving's a good one, keeping up, you know, yeah. You're neat, what it's called. So it's just, that's your walking, that's your general movement and keeping that up. But then, you know, of course exercise doesn't help, but they, you know, most, what the key thing is going to be your food and sort of like prepping your meals really helps, uh, like having, and it can be your dinners. Like there's um, a client of mine and I cook her dinners for her. You know, she pays me to do it. I do it for her. It doesn't take me too long. And, she gives me a um, prep tubs and that's it. She gets 10 meals every 10 days and, mm-hmm. you know, she puts them in her freezer and she's got some healthy meals because she doesn't like cooking and she doesn't, you know, she said when, if she thinks she's got to cook something up from scratch, she'll just go to crap. Mm. But, and she's really sticking to that and, you know, and that's how you get results. And I think if you can, in your mind, think out like, you know, you don't have to restrict yourself to eating like, rice crackers and tuna unless you're a bodybuilder you know you don't have to do that and i think people again set themselves up to fail go oh well i don't want to eat like a rabbit and i said well you don't have to but it's preparing and actually count doing the legwork before which only takes a few hours to go right for breakfast having some greek yogurt and some berries with a little drizzler honey well there'll be a certain amount of calories there'll be a certain amount of fat certain amount of carbs certain amount of protein in that and it's just sitting and working that out Mm mm-hmm yeah. And it doesn't take long. No. And you can actually have stuff you enjoy. That's like what Megan does. And if it's fret and you know, there's nothing actually better than having like a mackerel salad for lunch with some like garlic olive oil thrown over it and you know, whatever. It's actually really and when you eat like that, you wonder how you've not eaten like that. Exactly. And you know, me and my girlfriend do it all the time. You know, you have like a green bowl, so we'll chop up a load of avocados, have some spinach leaves in there, cherry tomatoes, beetroot, and my big things are like chucking anchovies over everything and then drizzling the oil over it and having some chopped halloumi in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. And you have that green bowl and you know, it's, it's delicious and you have it and you're like, Oh, I could eat like this all the time. But when I'm in a rush and I'm constant, I'm like a literally like a blue ass fly. I'm here, there and everywhere. And I don't have time. I haven't got 10 minutes just to make that. And that's all it is. It's 10 mm. minutes. But if I would have made it the night before, I wouldn't be having this problem. But now I've got 10 minutes Oh God, what am I going to do? Oh, well, I'm passing that garage. Well, a garage isn't selling lovely, nutritious food, is it? So that's a hot pasty out of there. That's a can of Monster. But how many people are doing that? Mm. They don't have time. We never have time anymore. And again, it all goes back to this mindfulness and relax. But we're all so busy now. It's so much more convenient to spend three quid on a meal deal from Tesco's and eating probably crap you shouldn't. You, you you know you wouldn't feed these two dogs in <laughs> but we're quite happy to stuff it down our neck because it mm. fills a gap and then you're not satisfied and then 
you know, a meal deal includes a Snickers duo and you can have a can of monster with it. And then you can have like some, you know, horrible chicken. I used to have like a triple layer, the all day breakfast, but you get the three sandwiches in it and you got like bacon and sausage yeah, on it. And you look and, at it and, and all and, the little uh, things that are red, 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 red. And yeah. Stuff. And, and, yeah. <laughs> that should be a warning to anyone to say, don't oh, yeah. eat this. It's disgusting. And <laughs> you, you know, you, I don't think I've ever seen anyone have a Tesco's meal do and go, Oh my God. When, <laughs> when can I come back? It's just, it's pure convenience. It's, and you know, again, it's just a, sometimes I'm guilty of it, but when I can, you know, sometimes now I just, don't bother just yeah it's just easy to have a coffee that's my that's that's another voice of mine is coffee mm, i love i've been i tell you what, i've been really getting into coffee recently and when i was younger when i first started working at my apprenticeship when i was 19 um i was like i'm not having coffee because my, my i remember specifically my parents um massive coffee drinkers and all my family are big coffee drinkers and i was always like i saw it in a way when i was younger as oh they need that to get themselves going and it's a bad thing and as I got older and when I went to work especially for that's six months up to a year I'd, I either would have no coffee or I'd have may, I used to make a joke of my monthly coffee which is only if I was knackered and absolutely shattered I'd have to have one just to function and then slowly over time because I worked there for like five years slowly over time it would become more and more and more frequent and then it was once a day and then it got up to like two or three a day and then easily uh, done yeah it is very easily done and then when I, I left that job, you know, I'm now living with Megan and stuff, and we managed to get an espresso coffee pod machine, um, basically for free because we got a gift card for choosing Vodafone or something, and then her mum, her dad gave us some money, so we ended up being able to buy an espresso machine. And I've I've been gradually getting more and more into coffees over the last couple of years. Now I've got an espresso machine. I'm such a douche about it, <laughs> but it's like you know, I love going to like a random little cafe somewhere. And it's like a hobby. Co- coffee yeah. is, is basically it's also the same similar. Unfortunately, like beer and cider. I'm a massive cider drinker, so it's like a it's a hobby that has to be occasional. Because <laughs> like I love you know going to some random pub in the middle of the English countryside, and then you go there and they've got a microbrewery down the road that their mate owns, and they've got this one type of cider that's just their mate cider they make and you just drink that and it's cool and it's the same when you go to a cafe and they've just got this random type of coffee you've never heard of and yeah. you just I, I loved I loved that and it was weird that when I was younger I used to look at coffee like no and now I'm like I love it, it it's like a hobby it, yeah. it's a real I mean my, my cupboard up there I've got about four different five different bags of these different coffees and I love the way that um, it's quite funny because everyone's become a coffee connoisseur now and they say well that's that's a bad coffee that's a good coffee <laughs> Starbucks well no I, I go to this lovely little craft coffee it's rubbish it's all near enough to the same tasting yeah. I think you'd have to be a pretty uh, like an actual coffee expert to yeah. really know the difference and you can taste the difference between something that's come out of granules and it's almost like Bisto <laughs> stroke coffee like mixed up or, or, or you, you're getting like a filter coffee from somewhere I will say there's one I had one coffee when I was out and it was a really cheap one and that's the only time I've had a coffee and I've been like that that was actively bad all the, other coffees the sort of thing from a burger van where they've literally emptied a Nescafe sachet but if that yeah if it's like yeah. the dust they scraped on the floor that yeah. had coffee in it at some point and you drink it like this Saw, sawdust and gravy granules <laughs> it passing off as coffee but then you get um, no and I think um, but this is the thing there's me saying you know you've got these people that pretend they know about I actually do know the difference now between a crap like a burger van coffee to, to go into some nice cafe where they've mm. got like the little um, espresso machines where they clip like they're, yeah, the they're stamping ones. down the my espresso. girlfriend's Italian so her family ah, oh, right, that's okay. one of the big things that got me into espressos right. we went over there and that's when I first had an espresso I'd never had one before this is only 
last October. So Where, whereabouts? In- uh, she's from uh, northern Italy, so right. Bergamo uh, is near Lake Garda, near near Verona ish, that sort of that sort of area. Whereas my, my family, I used to travel down the south of Italy quite a lot, which is a quite weird yeah. uh, thing. But yeah, she's she's from she's half Italian. Her dad's from north of Italy. Her mum's English. Um, but I when I went over there, obviously they have coffee constantly, but they have it with an espresso at breakfast. They have an espresso often before and after meals. They have it like mental amount of time so i was having all this coffee there and i was like i need to have this when i get home and that's why we got the espresso machine but yeah i mean they're they have really nice coffee there but i'm just i was a coffee scrub before that like i don't i still don't really know that much about coffee i just i, I pretend you know what you like well yeah as long as it's not crap i just i'll have if i if i came over and you offered me a coffee and i took it and it did taste crap i wouldn't be mean about it or insult you I would just quietly not say anything no it's, but, it's, it's, it's the same I've got one of those I've got like a Krups machine again not on a it's like it's like a brand name drop this but it's uh, no we, we got given it as a Christmas present and I've got like the Starbucks pods and mm. can't go too wrong with them and it is and again I, I, I need I say I need I have to have three cups at least a day but it sometimes like if I like, so I sometimes start my day at around most mornings, most mornings, a good five out of the seven days, I'm starting my day at about 4am. So, but right, this is, it's, it's weird, this weird relationship I have with getting up. I hate, I love my sleep. I don't get enough of it. And again, <laughs> that's, that's something, again, that's all ties in with the weight loss. Mm. If you're not sleeping, you're stressing your body out. Stress hormone tends to make you store fat more. So anyway, but I don't get enough sleep. I get up, I love snoozing my alarm to the point where sometimes, you know, when your phone gives up on you, it's like you've snoozed enough. I'm not going to bother anymore. You can get yeah. yourself up and then you're, you're doing the old shit, run around. But um, I start, I, I try and start my day around four, half four. Mm. Um, I come down. If I've got time, it's, it's a coffee straight away mm. or I stop and get a coffee. But it has to start with a coffee. Yeah. But then, like I said, if I haven't got time to eat, there's, I know I've had enough coffee when you've got a hollow feeling, but your body's really awake yeah. because of the coffee. And you're like, oh my God, I've got, I can't have any more. And someone offers you a coffee and you really want the coffee because it's coffee and you know you got to have it, but you're like, I can't just because it's going to do something. And you just, you don't know what it is, but you know it will do something. It'll make, it might make you sick, might make you keel over, but you are running on coffee. It's like running on fumes 100%. on a jet. It's, you're only running on coffee fumes and it's that weird and I know, and it's normally three cups for me. By midday, if I've only had coffee, it's three cups. And it's like, right, no more coffee today. I've got to eat. And I don't know. And that's like, yeah, this weird relationship I have, but I have to have a coffee, but then there's too much coffee. Yeah. I've, I find that I'm, I used to be the case where I used to always, uh, I'd have a coffee and I'd always need to go to the toilet straight away. And then over the time I've managed to basically build up resistance to, ca- to tolerance rather to, to caffeine. And it's, now I have, I always, I basically have to have a coffee every day now. It's it's like, it's also, it's funny when we go on like long, when we went on the, we drove up around sort of north of England a little bit. Um, we were meant to go on a European trip, but COVID. So we just traveled around England, which is still really fun. But we were meant to be getting up like really early. Um, and we're like, right, we get up early, get up, get stuff, leave. We already packed things the night before. But we got up and we're like, let's just have a coffee. And obviously, especially with the espresso machines, they take about five minutes, if that. You you press that three buttons and they've already done everything. So you don't even have to boil a kettle anymore. And it is, I just love the first thing in the morning before I eat anything or do anything. It's just a coffee. It, it's a weird, it, 
when I was a kid, I used to look at it like, oh no, the adults are addicted to it. And I obviously there is an addiction to caffeine to some degree, but it's just the satisfaction and how much I enjoy that first sip of coffee. And you kind of mm. feel your body wake up a little bit and you're like, right, I'm ready. And I have normally one sometimes to, if I'm at work, which I haven't been at for months, if I'm at work, I'll have two or three coffees a day because people are just making them for you. Yeah. When I'm at home, I'm, I'm a bit more <laughs> conservative with it, maybe one or two. But yeah, if I ever have um, like editing to do or, or anything to do with podcasting or anything, and I've got, it's like a weekend, I do my editing on like Sundays and it, it takes a couple of hours. And I'm like, I like to have a coffee beforehand. And that makes you feel like I'm more productive. I don't know if I am. Yep. I could even be less productive, but yeah, I feel but more productive. It's a mindset thing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, Because exactly. obviously you feel that that's the cog you need to turn into the productive mode. And it's not, you know, as long as, again, like there's, there is such thing as too much caffeine. And yeah. I think on my, on my muscle ape page, there's a thing that I go to called examine.com. And it's really good. Like they, they're like an independent, they're not funded by anyone. So again, I'm not plugging them another brand. Well, I can put but, their name down and put yeah. them in the show notes. Well, it's, well, examine.com, they're really good because they, they research stuff. So for example, when you've got these people that go, Oh, apple cider vinegar, it's scientifically proven. They've done research papers on it to say, actually it has no effect. Nice. It. They produce papers on all sorts of things about sleep, um, you know, diet and women's menstrual cycles. It could be anything, but yeah. they do, they do, research back papers and they've said that you know the amount of caffeine you'd have to have for it to be like have a sort of dangerous effect on the body like a negative effect on the body it would it's actually quite a lot oh okay That's and good. and considering what people you know doing with energy drinks now mm. it's like you're probably not even going anywhere near it with three or four coffees but then no to me i think i i it's sort of like a key to my day really it does, mm, and it makes me feel more productive when I've had it like it makes me you know even if it might be not having maybe I've built up a tolerance to it but if you think I need that coffee and that should motivate well, you know there's no harm in it is there <laughs> well no I want to ask you as well obviously with yourself being uh, a very physical individual and being with muscle ape and lots of other things do you find that people very often their mindset gets in the way of things almost more than anything else like when they're trying to lose weight or work out do, do you feel like mindset is almost one of the number one things to sort out first or what's your just general I, th- I think like so like, I run a boot camp yeah now you could be I've got people in there again I, I don't, I'm not going to throw any names around no, but like, there's people in there that I would consider ultra fit mm-hmm. they bike ride they run they do tough mudders you know with ease they, they you know that's too easy I've got <laughs> other things so I've got people that are mega fit I've got people, I'm going to say, that are the opposite end of the scale. They they exercise is really hard for them. They might be overweight. That you know they've got achy bits. But you get the people that really surprise themselves, and and they surprise you. And it's and again, it's not a. I think when people are like overweight or they haven't done exercise, they've got this fear of doing stuff in either in front of people or going to a public place and doing it yes yeah I know so i've got a family that. member and he in particular likes going for walks at like three in the morning mm. because he knows no one will see him I because see. he feels but i mean if you're making fun of someone in a gym for being in a gym oh that's the worst you're an asshole 100%. like that's you, hold look in a mirror and think why you need to project that on someone and but then so like in my group, that's a big thing we make is that it doesn't matter what fitness level you are, you're accountable to you, to no one else. And to be honest, 
those ultra fit people are so busy trying to be even more ultra fit. They don't care what the person's doing next to them. So we run like an eight station circuit, then an eight station boxing mm. um, thing. And it runs like that. You, you, you're not really caring. You're not, there's no competition. Nobody's going to be trying to show you up because they're just more concerned about getting through to the next exercise without throwing up. Like, but again, that's because they're pushing themselves. Whereas yeah. you can turn up and have no fitness whatsoever. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what you get. I think a lot of people, again, going back to what you said, they set themselves up to fail. Oh, there's no way I could possibly do that. And it's a, like those sort of that projection almost will come to fruition because you want it to, because you want to say, well, I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know, and they sort of trying to set themselves up to fail. But I think a lot of people when they turn up and go, oh, you know, just be, and then you've got the cautious people going, oh, be careful, you know, don't push me too hard. Mm. But then you're actually really surprised. Like, well, what were you worried about? And it's because that's their fear of mainly looking, I don't people don't like feeling stupid. No. They don't like to feel, they, no one wants to be the unfittest there. But again, I think fitness is, is all against yourself because you can become ultra fit and you can plateau, but you want to become better all the time. And I think a lot of the, a lot of people just I think they worry far too much about what other people are thinking, mm. and you really should kind of fuck that off. Really, just yeah, well, yeah. don't care. Don't do you? It, that's something you should really do. Is just don't care what anyone thinks because there, there's always going to be a troll, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be people that lift you up. So you know, if you if you can try and gravitate towards people that are sort of going to lift you up, and if you're going to go to a gym where the majority of people are snip, just leave, you know? Yeah. It's up to that gym to clear those people out. And most gyms, especially smaller gyms, um, the gym I use, Barbell, they're, they're, it's great because people down there are very much like that. They want to see you do better. Yeah. And you see people of all shapes going in there and no one's laughing at anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a, you know, like a well done you sort of, not not in a patronising, oh, no, well, you know, like, you know, hands yeah. on knees, well done you. It's It's that... It's sort of like you're really sort of like rooting for people down yeah. there. And, you know, when you see someone pulling a personal best deadlift or that guy might be overweight, overweight but he's he's struggling and he's pushing a, a weighted sled down the AstroTurf. You, you know, so it's always a, well, good for you. You know, you're here and you're doing it. Yeah. And so if if anyone ever thinks that, it's, it's, it's your own fears. It's never... It's never because other people are putting you down. Again, if you if you're if you're doing if you're somewhere where people are doing that, just go, just yeah, go and find a gym that have got a good fine. community. Of people CrossFit's very good for that. Again, it's and again no stake in that person. I don't do CrossFit, but that is something you see with CrossFit groups. They really lift what well, not the lowest individual, but that person you would consider it's a bit. They're lifting that person up because mm. they want them to be better. Yeah, and they're the communities you should join if you want to, if you're serious about losing weight and go and join those places, you know, but if, you know, if it's full of assholes, leave, you know, just take your business elsewhere because them gyms probably won't last very long anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the weird things about sort of uh, the modern age in a lot of the negativity with, you know, social media and stuff. One of the good things is that when businesses are awful and not just, not they've necessarily got a bad business model, but when their customer service is atrocious and they actually suck, 
more and more businesses now are getting sort of the finger in uh, social media and a lot of these smaller ones that are coming up people are making more of an effort and trying to you know holster things up whenever me or Megan or most of my friends go to anywhere that is uh, small and independent that's not a chain we're always trying you know mention it on social media obviously yeah. that's how we got connected and like all these things it, it doesn't take much to bolster someone up and it that little bolster can really help people but to drag people down, that is just a horrendous thing to do. I just don't understand why anyone would ever, like, not, not about business, you know, if you go to a business, it's crap, that's fine. I mean, like, with people as individuals, you know, when you're supporting independent businesses, pushing people up is so invaluable. And same with humans, it's a nice word, it takes nothing. But yeah. A bad, like a horrible word, can stick with people for their life. You know, you can get yeah. this awful. I mean, it's um, like, well, like you're talking about small businesses there. Like, so we've got, a real big thing that it's it's all customer focused and yeah. we want people to walk away from a float or whatever they're doing and you want them to have had a great time. And again, it's so rare that we get people that hate it and, and you know, like I said, I can count less than, it, it can only be less than 10 of people that have actually physically said that is just not for me or I didn't enjoy it because, of and we always rectify it. And sometimes, you know, like I said, that guy I talked about earlier who just adamant, there's no, you know, I, I did everything I could. Going, well, maybe if you come back, nope, nope, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to change his no. mind. And I'm, it's not really. Some people's minds are set. Yeah, it, it's fine, you know, but it, you know, there's people that, you know, oh, I didn't quite enjoy, let, let's get you back. Let's make sure you enjoy it. And you turn that person into, like I said, an avid floater. It might have been they were having a bad day. It might not have been the actual float itself, but. With, I mean, we had a bad Google review from someone, and it was just, it was really, it just, it, it was one of those where, again, I'm not, try not to try and be vague, but it was, um, we had a power cut at the business center, completely out of our control, like five of the units in our row. So we phoned everyone, um, to say, look, I'm so sorry, come back. We give you a float and you know, we offered some other things to say, look, we're so sorry. Everyone understood one person, give us the wrong phone number and contacted them on email. And, um, then that hurt. That was our first floats of the day. And they were the second float of the day. So I kept my staff there for two hours waiting for this person. And when they did turn up, then it was explained to them. They just so unpleasant. And, and again, you don't know what that person's going through. And so we're trying to be nice and nice. And, you know, we said, look, come back. And we look, oh, you know, and nothing was good enough. Mm. Um, then there was emails. And again, I'm trying to just be nice. And I gen and it's not a case of, oh, God, I wonder what this person was. I genuinely want them to go away and say they had the best time at our place. But like I said, it got to the point they left a really bad Google review. And I had to sort of rebut everything they said because it just wasn't true yeah yeah and and it's just like it's just such a shame and you know like people feel they have to do that and i'll mm. just some people like i said they they will go somewhere like that guy i think if he i, I don't think he's the sort of person who'd be popping on google review but um or reviewing on your facebook but if he could he i think he would have he just wants you know some people like to cling to the negativity don't they some people don't 
the weird th- the thing I find weirdest about people in general is so many people don't want to have their minds changed about anything. You know, there's certain That's ideals. That's the most ridiculous. It's, it's mental, isn't it? It's like there's certain really ideals. Strange. Certain ideals that I generally hold fairly dear, but I think there's probably only about f- three things I could really think about which are serious crimes. Are probably the only things you couldn't convince me to change my mind on. You know, apart from those sorts of things that I don't need to go any further in. Relatively everything else. I don't have any strict political ideology. I don't have any strict religious or spiritual ideology. I've kind of flitted between a few here and there of my life. You know, it's just, it's it's never a problem to change your mind. But for some reason, I, I think with podcasting and a lot of other things now of media, it is in some ways becoming a lot easier for people to change their minds and for people to become more open and admit they're wrong. Because that was one of the things that it took me years to admit I was wrong because my dad never did. So my dad yeah. never, he, my dad only... I've said this story before to people and apologies if it makes if it makes you upset or anything, but like the only time my dad ever apologized to me is when he told me he had cancer. That's the only time in my entire life my dad and I had some ridiculous arguments. It's the only time in my whole life that he didn't need to apologize and he did then. And it was just like fuck like <laughs> and it's that mindset he unfortunately passed on to me for, for ages. It took me it was around my twenties or so, really, until I could really start saying when I was actually wrong about things. And obviously that wasn't great in relationships and things. Unfortunately, I kind of grew as a person from that. But it's this weird mindset of being wrong is being weak when it's not. It, yeah. it's, it's one of those things, like some of the most humbling moments and some of the best moments in my life is when I've been like, no, I'm, I'm wrong completely. I was wrong in this regard. And then where that takes you sometimes is so much more valuable than you just clinging onto this. I mean, I, 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 there, there's some things like, it's, it's, and again, I find it more in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You, you try and defend like you've done something mm. and like for for me so like when I'm attacked like when me and Paul girlfriend inevitably have the arguments and you you feel attacked like straight away I, I jump straight on my high horse mm. and go well and, I, and, I, and I'm whereas sometimes I think if you just take two seconds to listen to someone when they've got a genuine grievance instead of getting angry which I'm the same and that, uh, the, the thing is that's a trait I learnt off my father because mm. he's just same hair trigger temper angry angry man like for whatever reason again I don't think I'll ever find out what he's mm. been so angry about quite a violent man I, I think I've got a lot of those terrible habits off of him and again it's that I'll, I'll try now to just be quite I'll try mm. I say I'll try it's fail that's what you can, that's you can do really is. but it's just yeah just and try and listen try and go right yeah and I'd, I'd try and something I never used to do is apologise I'd never apologise for anything same and that is a weak weak position because if you can't see that you've done anything wrong and especially to cling it's what you said about people that won't have their minds changed mm. in the face of logic and facts and like you know Irrefutable truth. Yeah, if you won't, if you can't have your mind changed, like there's, there's, there's things like, um, like for me, like I wouldn't say like I I know that many people that are actually truly like Christian, Mm. but then I know some people. I know quite a lot. One of real dear friend of mine is a Muslim. Mm. Yeah. Now I don't. So to me, it's just like that's what he believes in. It's not what I believe in, and yeah. to me, I don't, I don't hold any of those beliefs. But I don't really care that he does hold those beliefs. Yeah. To me, I just, I don't care about unless people are trying to force something onto me. I just don't care what anyone yeah. believes in. And 
with politics, religion, all the rest of it. As long as you're not trying to hook that onto me. Mm. And, and I think um, you're seeing it now play out quite a lot is, you know, pick a side, mm. pick a flag, pick a, you know, pick, pick a candidate, yeah. pick a, you know, what about if I don't want to? <laughs> yeah. And I think that there are some things like um, you are on the right or wrong side of. So like, it's a lot of racism and stuff mm. like that. Or, yeah homophobic and and so like for example like i i can't get how people could be disgusted by gay people like I'm to me all the rest of it i'm like why what's it got to do with you like and well you know they're they're waving their pride flags it's like and <laughs> so what it's probably the same sort of person who's wearing a little plastic union jack bowler hat <laughs> on a certain day that you're like no one cares when you do that. Why are you care oh, where no. they're doing something there? Oh, wow, it's disgusting, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> what? What? You sound scared of it? Are you? You know, there might be. Is it? You're scared because you're, you're frightened. You might like it. Yeah. And it's uh, funny enough. A Joe Rogan quote yeah. is: "There's two reasons you'd hate being gay. It's like something, and then it's like, oh, you're worried dicks are delicious. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm, and again, it's one of those curbs. I, I think like, and someone having a, you know. Because the color of their skin, like oh, I hate, oh, I hate those people. I just, I just don't get it. And to me, I, I'm massively about the individual, and I don't judge anyone really on no, on on, on anything. And it's like it's uh, their actions that speak loud yeah. and there's, there's only two types of people in my life, and it's like you know, you've got assholes and good guys. And if mm. we're good guys, we're going to get on great. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. And I, it's, you know, I'm lucky enough that I've got a broad range of people that I know and all different, you know, on, on whatever it, you name it, whatever it is, I just don't care. Mm. But at the same time, none of those people push, ask me, you know, you've got to do this or you've got, there's no, there's no, it's just, it's a friendship. And yeah. I think this is what's playing out now is people are set in their mindsets of different things and no one listens to each other anymore. Mm. You know, well, I've, I'm right and you're wrong. Like, well, are you? Have you <laughs> talked about it? Are we going to have a reasonable discussion? Are you going to shout over the top of me? Are you going to mm. punch me? Are you going to, well, you know, you going to make me pick a side? Like, hundred percent. I mean, one of the things I've loved about doing the podcast is I have so many interesting conversations with people that I don't all necessarily agree with. I've agreed with everything that you've said. Um, but no, like, that's great. Yeah. I would have punched you. <laughs> you've got to agree with me. <laughs> but like I've had, you know, I'm, as I'm not, I, I align myself uh, religiously as an atheist, but I've got Christian, even Catholic friends. And like Megan, she's Italian. So a lot of her family are Catholic and things. And that's fine. But it's it's one of those things where although I'm fine with anyone's religious beliefs or anything like that, I'm the same as you. And I find it hard to bite my tongue at certain aspects. So if someone said, your music taste is crap, I disagree because I think my music taste is good, but I won't get fired up necessarily about that. But when it is the certain someone's, like when, if someone is being homophobic or someone is being really racist, I'm just like, I find it so hard to not say anything. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't really come across anyone I think who's racist, or at least that I know to be racist. But I've come across people who I don't associate myself with who have said certain homophobic comments or things like that. And it's just like, is it worth the fight? Not not physically. I don't. I've never been in a fight physically in my life. But you know what I mean. It's like I don't want to argue with anyone necessarily. I don't want to have these things. But it's that weird thing where it's like if I hear anyone being really homophobic or anything like that, I'm just I. I 
there's there's that little part of me that's really argumentative and is really and just wants to argue with them. But annoyingly, a lot of the time you you can argue with them, but they're still going to be a twat. <laughs> and it's with weird thing because I don't want to sound like I'm some sort of you know yeah I'm a white knight. I when people are homophobic, I tell them off. It's like well I I try to, but I don't want to sound like an asshole about it. Do you know what I mean? Like if if someone is being homophobic, I'm. Do you want to know what though? The funny, the funny thing you say about that. But if you dug, if you did dig deep with us, something. So say like someone makes makes a comment. Mm. Go, why do you think that then? Yeah. And they go, well, you you know why? No, I don't. That's why I'm genuinely asking. And you you wait with bated breath for them to go, well, you you know, and and they don't. I think half the time when they spout stuff, they don't actually know. They've just heard other people. They, They don't know why they're angry about things. They don't know why. They don't like someone. They don't know. And, you know. It's just a weird, it's a very weird space to be in at the moment, I think, uh, with social media and life and everything. And especially with COVID and everything, everything's just kind of been ramped up to 11. But also our weird British sensibilities makes everything under the table. It's a very peculiar thing in a lot of ways, isn't it? Compared to like Americans, which are normally shouting things from rooftops and whatever. I I mean, all of that, like... um, it's it's difficult because like, I've got a, a an like a, an American friend of mine mm-hmm. and like we've not I've known him years and he's he's like he's a like great guy and watching him and he's sort of like and I can see how he how frustrated he's getting because he's a he's a he's a Democrat and mm. hates Trump and I can see, and it's quite funny looking at the U.S. politics at the minute because all these people are going well. If we just get rid of Trump with Biden, and it's like in my head, I'm like, because you keep voting people like Biden in, that's what's creating the Trumps. It's like it's 100%. Trump's not the problem; he's a symptom of the problems mm. of corrupt. But then we're, and that's not just U.S. politics no, here as well. Politics here, like it's all right going. Oh, you know, let's get the conservatives out. But then there's what got them there in the first place, mm. and it's and people don't sort of address this and. I don't know, like in America, they've got that two-party system and independents are seen as wasting your vote and it's kind of like Labour Conservative and Lib Dem and you vote Lib Dem, you're wasting your vote. Mm. And it's, oh, I don't know, it's, that's a can of worms. I that guess is we a can of worms. But it's, it's one say. of these things where it's, you know, people won't just, just won't talk about it. They won't talk about the issues and the no. fact that Biden is like a terrible terrible candidate to and like take on Trump he's and- so old as well like I, I don't even have that much skin in the game of US politics but he, you see him talking and things like that and you're just like you know Bernie was old as well but Joe Biden is old old he's old like- but he's, he's, and again it's like there's people that will lose their mind for us just talking about it like this but like he's clearly I mean I mean look Trump's a like an orange game show host he's yeah should be fairly easy to beat him but you know, like there's, um, I don't know if you saw, there was a candidate called Tulsi Gabbard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and it's quite funny because she was in the presidential primaries and she got, they get their delegate, oh, again, I'm probably talking nonsense, but they have to get their delegate votes. Mm. Biden, I think, got none. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard got more than him. But like, and yeah, it was run out of the race and, and it was widely touted saying, well, no one like that's going to get it. it and it was going to be Bernie, but then Biden's got it. And it's like, there will be no change. No. Because, I mean, if you look at it, what, name one Biden policy. Well, exactly. And his terrible slogan, build back better. Like, what does that even mean? 
and Trump, at least, you know, like, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to not stay neutral, but build a wall. Oh, what, what's that mean? Oh, well, it's quite clear. He wants to build a wall. Then, yeah. then he says he's, he's going to help all these rust belt towns, the, the places where they're so desperate because unemployment, you know, the, they don't have an NHS. So, you know, Medicare, all of these things where they're being promised something like and a bit of hope and this is what happens when you've got people that don't have any hope if someone offers them hope it doesn't matter who it is yeah. that's who's going to get their vote and then people get annoyed that people like that who are in these dire straits who have in terrible situations they then feel the need to attack them for a political disagreement yeah. and it's like well, why don't you just ask them why they're voting Trump or why they're doing this and it's like I'm when the UK elections happen as well, and we're getting near the end now, so I won't delve too deep into that. But like with the UK elections came out, I've never been that much into politics necessarily. I like them as a theory, as a talking point to some degree. But like when it was Miliband against someone, um, I couldn't decide who I wanted to vote for. And my girlfriend at the time's mum had a gallbladder infection, so I took her to the hospital and then, <laughs> so I didn't vote. But like there's been times in the, in the, in the politics and I'm just like, I don't necessarily want either in for different reasons, but to even have a nuanced opinion on certain things, it, that is somehow seems wrong. For, it's almost like if you've got someone who's yelling about the right and someone who's yelling about the left, and you go in and go, maybe we can meet in the middle in some way. Maybe I'll take some of what you think. And we'll see. Then they both yell at you. And then it's just like, well, this is, as you say, it does link back to that whole, some people are so married to their team, to their ideas, that yeah. tribalism and stuff. It's just like, if people just it's calm got, conversations. It's got ridiculous. And it is, it's literally... I think the hobby of the spoiled now, like mm. all these people That's that tell you it. you've got to pick a side, do this, do that, or do the other. They're they're in a position where they don't have to worry about paying the bills or worry about their kids, you know, being treated, uh, uh, getting hospital care, anything like that. It's, oh, yeah. and it's just all these spoiled people, and you know, just causing trouble out of nothing. But anyway, like I said, that could be a conversation well, yeah, for another I mean, time. But it's, it's, we've been chatting nearly two hours now, so it'd be probably got a good time to put a pin in it. But we'll have to definitely do this again. If you just want to tell people like a couple of places where they can get you, I'll include links in the description and we'll uh, sort things out as well after we've done this. Um, but if you want to tell people another statement of some sort that you want to say to people and then where people can find you and all the stuff you're involved with. Okay, so I was this uh, in a couple of weeks, I was meant to be going up Mount Kilimanjaro to do the world's high, highest OCR, obstacle course race. So that was a trek up Kilimanjaro to then set a Guinness World Record at the top for basically doing tough mudder type obstacles, which would then constitute it being an obstacle course race. Hmm. That got postponed because obviously there's this weird little pandemic that's floating around in what I had of. Uh, but that's been postponed till next year. But um, so I'm doing like the, if I raise a certain amount of money to do that, then the world's highest OCR as a company, uh, I've chosen a charity for that, which is the Southampton Neonatal Award. That's something, again, maybe for another time to talk about, but that's something that's very, very close to my heart. Um, so that's what I'm doing it to benefit. Mm-hmm. Um but Muscle Ape is my personal training boot camp sports massage brand. So if anyone um, needs either breaking or fixing, then that's a great place to start. So that's Muscle Ape Alpha on Instagram, but just Muscle Ape, you'll find it. A big golden gorilla logo. <laughs> um, Limitless Float is, again, Limitless Float. You won't miss that. Sort of like a blue swish in the shape of a pod <laughs> with Limitless Float on it, weirdly. Um and again, I just, I really recommend anyone 
who just wants to chill out or explore the self a little bit more if you're sort of worried you know not worried but you know like have a rest have a break from have a break have a just break from life yeah just go there and do that that's that's that that's it wonderful well jared it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and thank you so much for having me in your home and we will 100 have to do this again it's been absolutely wonderful yeah brilliant yeah thank you for having me and that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Make sure you go on social media. Give Jared Speed love at the Limitless Float and Muscle Ape social media places. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. So coming up next week is going to be the episode I recorded with Goff of Beer Nuts Productions. That is the fourth time Goff has been on this podcast and it is always absolutely incredible to speak with him. He's got some new stuff coming out on his website. He recently has his website revamped as well. He's potentially starting up a podcast. He's got loads of cool things going on. So, you know, really excited to chat with him about some of those aspects as well and other parts I'll add in the show notes and whatnot too. Then the episode released after that is likely to be a conversation I am due to have with the front person of a band. Uh, They're a really, really cool band. They're very, very interesting. I only got into them like a week ago because Megan randomly saw their name mentioned on Facebook somewhere. (laughs) And I kind of, we found them, listened to them, thought they were brilliant. I reached out and she's agreed to come on the show. So really, really excited for that. And it's going to be right around the time of the album release too, which is awesome too. So that's really what I've got in the pipeline at the moment. As you guys may know, I don't like to necessarily name guests unless they've been on the show when they're coming on future episodes, just in case things don't work out for whatever reason. Um, So that's really what you can expect uh, for the short term long future. Uh, I have got other chats sort of due to be recorded with other people. I'm doing a few guesting on, I'm going on uh, two other podcasts to guest in the next couple of weeks. And then also I've got other stuff that's going to be going on and things too. I just, I'm trying not to book too far in ahead because I've got a few people coming back to me that I'm just waiting on responses on. So that's really what you can expect. And if you haven't had enough of my lovely voice, I'm not yet going to talk about my second podcast, Styles, Comics and Canon. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But if you can't get enough of my voice and you're not that interested in Star Wars, then you can listen to my voice in other ways. Because I recently guested on the podcast, the TV and Movies parts of the Comics and Motions podcast. Comics and Motion is the feed in which Star Wars Comics and Canon airs. It's my friend Tony Farina, his show Indie Comic Spotlight airs, Mandatory Marvel and DC, Superheroes for Dummies, What's the Topic? There's loads of shows that air on that. It's like every day of the week, relatively. There's a sort of a different show on there. And I've guessed on Comics and Motion before, I think episode like 70 or 90 or something. Uh, I did Dread, the one with Carl Urban, who's the main one of the main characters in The Boys, if you're familiar with him. And then recently, it was, I think, October October 8th, I believe, was the date, because obviously Comics and Motions feed's quite busy now. On October 8th, the episode of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World was released, and myself and Tony Farina were on there speaking about it, along with the host Dave Horrocks, who's also been on the show before too. If that also wasn't enough, Comics and Motion also has another show that airs uh, intermittently, which is called Comics on Trial. Uh, the most recent one is actually about Ghostbusters, which is Scott Weatherly and Chris Phelps. It was actually the one... The one before that was Batman vs. Superman, so it's the one before that. So it is a few weeks ago now, but it was called Comics on Trial, and it is about Star Wars The Phantom Menace. It is me defending it against Scott. If you're not the biggest fan of that film, it would probably be quite entertaining, because Scott did a really good job of prosecuting there, and there's a lot of fun stuff that we spoke about in there too. So even if you really don't like Phantom Menace, and you want to hear me try and defend it, go ahead. It's it's really cool. Uh, And I'm going to be going on another episode in the future as well of Comics on Trial, likely to attack the Rise of Sky 
Skywalker be the prosecutor for a change that would be quite interesting too you know and aside from that I've, I've been on you know Mandatory Marvel in DC I've been an Intercomic Spotlight I'm due to go on Intercomic Spotlight again in the future and then I also did some of my voice acting debut on there's a show called Room uh, with my friend Aidan Rosewell who's been on the show before as well I did two um, voice acting roles on there one was Jen and the Blob and I played the Blob uh, so I had to put on a fun voice for that and the other one was on all roads lead to room which i was just like a small part in that so that's in the description in the show notes as well if you're interested by those things as links and etc and then the last thing to talk about before you guys well you could just pause now and don't have to listen to me it's your choice listening to me but the other one is star wars comics in canon episode 30 of that has recently dropped as i've said that is on the feed of comics in motion episodes air on saturdays pretty much every saturday there's a new episode from star wars comics in canon i talk about comics some stuff to do with star wars obviously i go through the narratives explain the connection sometimes i do character profiles i did one about dooku about how he left the order and his relationship with qui-gon and lots of other things there so it's not just about the comics specifically in star wars it's actually about other stuff as well but it links with the it's kind of through the comic book lens i kind of start with the comics and venture out from there but there are some absolutely brilliant episodes in there if i do say so myself and episode 30 was actually with tony farina the first time i've had a guest on star wars comics in canon and we spoke about dr afra and the first run of darth vader comics uh so that was really cool and spoke about you know potentially afro content going forward is there going to be a tv series is it going to be a movie that sort of thing so it's a nice hour-long discussion with tony farina just talking about dr afro and stuff so if you're interested by that or if you're interested by darth vader or anything like that make sure you check it out it's really cool for anyone who is unaware dr afro is basically like the anti-indiana jones she's like a baddie version of indiana jones but she's not like a horrible terrible person necessarily she's just not a good guy um but yeah that's basically what i'm going to say from everything from now so you've got enough content for myself ungenuine chit chat and star wars comics in canon and also guesting on certain shows on comics in motion as well as other shows that i'm going to be doing in the future as well that i'm going to be guesting on there's plenty of me to go around guys i know i know there's already too much content of my voice probably on the internet but i'm gonna keep on churning it out and from what i can tell people are enjoying it um <laughs> not sure why sometimes i don't know how some of you guys listen to me talk so much but i sincerely do appreciate it so much it, it does keep me going so that's gonna be it from me guys i'll be back next week to talk about all those usual lovely things with goff of Beanuts productions and yeah hope you have a good week and i'll talk to you then <laughs>